0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Ramble, the 42nd best FPL show in the land and the unofficial best student show. My name is Jack Donnelly and this is a show on energy sport that takes a look ahead at the upcoming game week in the Premier League while giving you insightful and thought out FPL tips for you to succeed in your mini leagues. Speaking of mini leagues, ours is still available to join, you're going to slot in with your current points total so there is no concern about starting from the bottom. Our league is joinable with the code DPPRDJ. Also, you can follow us over on Twitter at Fantasy Ramble, where we're going to be uploading our full Game Week predictions from our panel of hosts and writers. With me, as always, are some of Napier's finest FPL managers and we're shorthanded today, very, very last minute. Uh, the mid-table maestro, Jamie McIntosh, was due to be on this episode but when he joined, his microphone genuinely sounded like it was in a fishbowl and it just would not have been good listening for any of you uh, loyal ramblers, so that yeah, we'll call them, we'll call the fans ramblers, That that's the game, Brandon and all that, uh, so he's missing out today, but he does send his best wishes, as always so, with me, uh, for the first time in a, few, in a couple of episodes anyway uh, we have one of the only men in the country to still have faith in Timo Werner Mr. Struan Garvey, how are you? I'm not bad, I've, of course I've got faith in, in, in young Timo young Timo, older than me. Young yep, Timo's older than you
1: yeah, four years actually older than me, but it doesn't matter. Um, he's a very good striker, and he will come good. Even though I personally prefer Tommy Abraham, but that's another debate for another day. That I haven't captain team Werner though. There's a wee spoiler for the episode.
0: Oh, you've not? Oh, no.
1: I, I, I... Oh, actually have. I actually because my captain was like as he got injured. No, I haven't.
0: I I need. To, I've not even looked at my team, and I, I need to. I feel like I'm taking a points hit this weekend. Which I think it's only be, it's only going to be a two a four, a four point hit, but I think that would draw me back down onto level points with Eustrean. Oh, so that that can certainly make things interesting going forward. Uh, and the only other the only other member of today's panel. Uh, the last time we had a combination like this, he came to us live from Merkiston Campus, where you could hardly hear him for doors getting slammed and people having meetings in the foyer. But he's in Wishaw. And it's the man who played the most infamous triple captainship of all time, Mr. Taylor Murray. How are you, sir?
2: I'm um, pretty good, aye. I, I remember that episode back in the days where, you know, you're allowed to travel, you know, more than five feet through your door, but, yeah, good it is.
0: Why were you in that day? Remind us. Uh,
2: I could drop off a camera or a film and stuff that aye, day. Aye, that sounds about it. Right. That would that, make sense. If there's any other reason, um, I'd be worried, but I'm pretty sure that was it, that's... Seems logi-
0: logistical. <laughs> logistical, I that that's definitely the word for it. Uh how did we get on uh over over the weekend, lads? I think Yeah. yeah, yeah average. Let me have a look here. Let's go to the league, Councillors League when yes. I'm now up to fourth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had a thirty six point week. Not Ta- Taylor, you were below average actually.
2: Oh, don't remind me.
0: Average 48, you got 45.
2: I thought the average was 45. Oh, no. I was way
0: below average then. <laughs> Pure. And it m- m- makes sense that <clears throat> I did uh, overtake you this weekend, true. But mm-hmm. as I say, that could end up not being the case come uh, Thursday night. You could be could be back in the fourth at the, at my expense, could be right there. If I have anything to say about it, that will not be the case. Right. Let's talk about some football. Uh, segment one, as always, is our premium picks, where we look at the three biggest uh, fixtures of the game week and go uh, have a look at them. Sorry, and in, in more depth than the others that we cover in the other sections. Uh, first game is actually the last game of the of the game week. It's Spurs versus Chelsea, Thursday night, eight o'clock kickoff at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, it was a win for Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea, the first of his era as manager. In the last game week, a 2-0 win at home to Burnley. While Spurs kind of lost at their own game in terms of having more possession but losing. Uh, Brighton running it as 1-0 winners at the Amex over the weekend. Uh, Boys, but, but for me, in this game, there's a lot of weight in this game in terms of the fact that both teams are level on points. Uh, in 6th and 7th place respectively, Spurs do have a game in hand. So realistically, it's Chelsea that really need to win more than Spurs do. At the moment, because Spurs win that game in hand, they could go back level on points. Should they lose to on Thursday, uh, Struan, plenty of encouraging signs for Thomas Tuchel's first two games as Chelsea manager. He's kept over seventy percent of the ball in both encounters, and I think it was nineteen shots to Burnley's one. And that one shot came in the ninety-fourth minute <laughs> over the weekend. So, how how do you think how do you think he's going to come into this game because with all due respect to the teams he's played, they're not the kind of, same size of club that Spurs are and they probably wouldn't be as significant as a result as a win over Spurs would be.
1: I think, in a way, they're quite, they're quite good teams to start off against Wolves and Burnley because you know you're going to dominate at least more than 50% of the possession against them and I think it would just be a good way to sort of get the players playing together. Obviously, it's quite a new formation as well. Calm Hunter had always been excellent as the right wing-back and Marcus Alonso came back into the side and actually scored as well, which is it's just a story in itself, to be honest. But I do expect Chelsea to dominate the ball in this game and I'd fancy them to win. I think Tottenham have been so poor recently and they've basically lost their threat. You know, you could argue it'd be one of those games where Jose is just going to sit back and catch on the counter-attack. But... I generally don't believe Spurs have that kind of power, even on the counter attack, given how poor they were against Brighton.
0: No, you made the you made the kind of one standout point is Harry Kane's obviously not going to be available, and you take him out, and it's basically just taking all the prongs off a fork. You're left with just a blunt metal object that doesn't really hold much value in terms of. I think any all situation. the
1: fullbacks are out as well. I think Reguilon's unavailable. Aurier obviously has had the big fallout with Mourinho, and I'm not 100% if Docherty will be fit either. So, I think so be who's amazing.
0: gonna who's gonna play in fullbacks then? Just who are, who are the replacements?
1: So, so they played a back they played a back three against uh, Brighton with Sissoko and Ben Davis as the wing backs, and then it was Rodin Aldevaro and Davidson Sanchez as the three centre backs, and I probably would imagine something like that would happen again if, if it was the same
0: case. Despite the fact it clearly didn't work at all. And they were just <laughs> overrun by Brighton. Well I suppose I suppose it's a difficult situation because even if it didn't work, what else can you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't fall out with your players, I guess, in the, in the case of Aurier. <laughs> <laughs> a fair point there. Uh, Taylor Strain made the point there. He mentioned the name of Marcus Alonso. Now, I, I don't know if you you were playing fancy back in uh, tw- the 2016-17 season, uh, but he was a bit of a revelation under Antonio Conte that year as he kind of moulded into a proper left wing back and really attacked down that left-hand side. And into Conte's second season, of course. I think he scored both in the third game week against Tottenham in a 2-1 win, if I'm right. Uh, So, he scored with his first kind of start of the new era in this new position. Could he potentially be a clever pickup for the future, should this carry on? I want to say no. Oh, you want to say no. I want to say no, because... That was one that's of the
2: Marcus Alonso. Days. I can remember it's Marcus Alonso. That was the glory days where Conte's formation suited him. He seemed to be a baller, but now it's just like he's. I guess it's one of the ones that he came in through the wilderness. He's put in a good showing. Probably I'm going to say I'm not saying he's going to be dropped. He might play the next one or two games, but Chilwell was ultimately the best left back at the club. So I can't see Chilwell not playing. So that's one of the ones where it's like it's just a little, it's a little fantasy. Find time for
0: you know, and so probably until the summer when
2: he ultimately will leave.
0: It is an interesting one because I still feel like it's going to be very, very hard to nail down a Tuchel starting 11 or a basic Tuchel starting 11 because we've only seen him play with Chelsea or not play with Chelsea, have a Chelsea team twice, and it's been a fair few changes to each of the teams that have come out, so there's no guarantee over who plays, which is a bit interesting, it's a bit fun, kind of going into a game and not knowing exactly who's going to play. You kind of almost have that sense of oh, you really could be changing things up. Yeah, it's,
2: it is weird because like we associate Pep Guardiola as he hates fantasy, but yet Travis Trickle has that feeling about of excitement, because you're like, could a new gem come in? Because you don't know, because it's still brand new. But there is one player that will start and it's going to be Mendy. Like, I can't see Kepa ever coming back at that team. <laughs> like... I, the poor
0: guy's done. No, I th- I think I'm just gonna like kind of jump on the back of what Stroud said. I think if there's one player that starts for Chelsea against Spurs, it's Callum Hudson-Odoi. He's been absolutely sensational as right wing back in the past two games, and I think that he has abilities that will really be able to hurt Tottenham if their backline is depleted, because he's so confident in the ball, he's electric up that right hand side, and he is. Just very, very good. He's covering ground. He'll get back no problem. I'm going to sound like Amy, Amy, Amy Canavan here, God's sake. <laughs> uh, work off the ball is incredible. No, his, his work on the ball is fantastic and then he will be able to get right back into the faces of anyone trying to get down that hand, that right-hand side, which you would presume, kind of from natural position, would be heung Son. So that could be a very, very interesting battle that we see play out.
1: I think it helps a lot the fact that Azpilicueta, who can also play as a right-back, is sort of that Right centre back in the
0: back three, yeah, uh-huh. just he's, for the
1: cover, and I think that helps a lot in that system.
0: Absolutely, he's a kind of auxiliary uh, right back, you would say, and he kind of covers when Hudson-Howard goes streaking up the pitch just to cause havoc, and then Aspel Quetta's more than comfortable in covering that area. Uh, looking at Spurs, where do we see Spurs come the end of this week? I mean, they're, they're, in a, they're in a bit of a rut, and that's thanks in no small part to Harry Kane's injury and. Not, do we have a kind of timeline of when he'd be back, or?
1: I think it wasn't as bad as they feared, is what I've read anyway.
0: But right,
1: I'm not okay. 100% what that time limit will be. Right. I think it's probably going to be one of them where he'll be he'll be back as soon as possible because Tottenham are just so poor without him. Could that be a risk though? If they, I think I think it would be because, I just I just they've got they've got other attackers like Vinicius, Bergwijn, Lucas, Gareth Bale. But none of them seem to be doing anything in in Kane and Son's Kane and Son's absence, really. Mm. So I feel it'll be one of them where he probably will be rushed back
0: because they desperately need him. No, they absolutely do. And they talk about the partnership that's kind of let up let up the league and uh, Son and Kane. I think have combined for more for the second most amount of goals in the Premier League, only behind Lampard and Drogba. So you know how effective they've been, but. Son on his own just can looks a bit lost. He looks like the most generous man in the world with no one to share anything with. If that makes any sense, because he's just the way that not having no one to find with his passes, he's just stuck up there on his own. Yeah, I th- I, there's not much creativity
1: from that midfield as well without Donnelly, who who probably will be playing. But he's he's probably the best like... player in Tottenham's midfield. Like in that that so I'd say outside the front too, he's been their best player this season. Mm. I just I just feel the way that Jose set them up is just so reliant on Jungman, Son and Kane for the counter attacks and everything like that. That and we know we know how bad Harry Kane's injury record is. He guarantees himself a hamstring injury at, at least once a season. And <laughs> the, the two of them are both on twelve goals, which is pretty incredible for the league to be to be on you know such a high margin. But then the next mm. top goal scorer who we've just talked about is Ndombele, who's only got three. And I yeah. just feel that drop off from the top two Absolutely. to both have twelve, and then the next being your midfielder—it's just—it's just crazy, especially when they have got a lot of talent up front that probably should be being better utilized.
0: It's all well and good having fantastic players who can get you goals, but you need to be able to cope should they be absent for a long spell of time. That's what makes a properly good team. If they do have the depth of talent to be able to deal with that kind of situation, uh, as it's playing out just now. So I suppose in terms of fantasy, where are we seeing this game? Because it's an int- There's no one really you would want to pick up from Spurs and Chelsea players. There's no guarantee that anyone starts. I might make a bold claim. Oh, god. Demo. I bet Werner to score this game. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is, but this game more than any, I th- I think Werner's going to bag. He That's opened. A, he, he straight, scored, <laughs> captain. Them. He scored his first ever Chelsea goal against Tottenham in the Carabao Cup. And, I, I, and that obviously means nothing now, but uh, I don't know, there's something about this game and kind of Tottenham are in a bit of a kind of lulled Chelsea or kind of on a bit of a new manager bounce as we've seen with team selection and players like Jorginho and Kovacic actually putting in competent performances. Uh, well,
1: the system's more suited to what we've seen Werner at Leipzig, isn't it? Being sort of next to a partner. With, mm. In this case, it'll be Abraham and Giroud, whereas at Leipzig, it was more Poulsen. And I think, that's something that Tuchel's probably appreciated. He's, I think, you've definitely seen him a lot during his time in Germany, and just knows how to get the best out of a player like that, and at the same time, being able to get a lot out of Abraham or Giroud, whoever's partnering him. And I, th- and I think that's probably something that Lampard wasn't quite able to do: is find mm. the balance amongst your players. I mean, he barely ever used Callum Hudson Odoi, despite the fact every time he would put him on as a sub, he was probably the best player. Yeah, and now Tuchel's got him man of the match in his first two appearances. So I think, I think. Timo Werner could easily find... I mean, even, even Marcus Alonso scored a goal. And I, <laughs> that could could probably all. be a large proportion of Chelsea fans and just Premier League fans would not have expected him to even play for the team again, in all yeah. honesty. He's, Antonio Rudiger, Jorginho, as you said, there's quite a few players who are now all of a sudden putting in those shift performances. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Timo Werner all of a sudden, you know, racking up the goals. And in a massive game like this as well, you could really see him at a big turning point for him in the season.
0: I think if it's if it,
1: obviously he wants to impress his new manager, of course, as part of it.
0: No, definitely. I think it's part of the kind of system that's been put in place. There's not really, it's not really kind of, def, I wouldn't even define them as positions, the kind of men that are flanking the central striker, be it Abraham or Giroud, or Werner as oh, related they, they kind of just buzz about, that's the kind of word. They're kind of quite industrial forwards in the sense that they can just make the runs off that main striker. And I think that's exactly what Werner's going to be the best at, is just being able to provide those runs I mean, even without having scored, we've seen him being very dangerous at just stretching the opposition wide and then putting a ball in for someone arriving late. And I think if that if that's going to happen, and you've got two midfielders kind of sitting back and allowing wing backs and kind of extra wingers and the striker all there, Werner's probably going to be able to find someone, and if not, have the space for himself to get a shot off. But it's a it's a big call to make, especially just on the back of the confidence that he's in. So. Take take it with a pinch of salt. Assault personally, especially for the price that Werner's going to cost you in fantasy. I think is he still over nine million? I think he's probably still over nine million, isn't he? Nine point two million currently. Nine point
1: two. <laughs> I think as well fantasy wise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go too far away from a Chelsea defender in all honesty, just because I, I don't expect Tottenham to
2: score or attack for that matter. But it just depends maybe. on who'd start. who start. Who's going to yeah. be there? Yeah, I, I think Mason Mount. I think Mount's got to, he's literally that driving force at midfield and I don't see why Tickle wouldn't start him.
0: I agree, I, 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 Mount's in my midfield anyway, but I, I think Mount's fantastic, I don't need me to watch lyrical even more about Mason Mount, could have been doing it for weeks now. I think what the dream scenario would be is
1: fantasy changes Calum Hudson-Odoi into being a defender and then he suddenly gets played on the wing again up front, I think that would be the dream
0: just to have one of your defenders getting about three assists to four, five, six goals a season. I in wouldn't terms. mind. You would not mind that no. at all. Right, so let's get some predictions on the board then. Struan, you said it was going to be a Chelsea win. Oh, by how many goals do you reckon? I reckon
1: it'll be a 2-0 Chelsea win and the keeper going to be Timo Werner in my fantasy. Are you
0: going to captain him though? I think he will. No,
1: no. Uh, I've captained Raheem Sterling. But okay. Because that's because Man City Couple played captain, Bergen, And that's Please. like a 7-0 <laughs> win at least. So, um... Yeah, T- Timo Werner. I'm gonna call this will be this game to turn his form around. I
0: really hope so. <laughs> uh, Taylor, what about yourself? How do you see it going?
2: I see be a comfortable Chelsea win. Thomas Trickell, uh as we've seen the first game, implemented uh, some mad passing into that Chelsea team, where I think they broke some sort of records. And I uh, game against uh, Wolves. Uh, yeah, that game, that last game they had against Wolves was rather more convincing but
0: you mean Burnley the game against Burnley, Burnley was more sorry, convincing
2: Burnley, yeah 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 the one against Burnley I would say was more convincing than the Wills game agreed therefore Absolutely. I can see this now going that step further where now they're going to be convincing and clinical so I'm going to go with
0: a 3-0 a 3-0 right who's your key man in that then Mason and Mount again
2: yes yeah, we've got to be Mason Mount the boys just driving force at midfield
0: I'm going to go I think it's probably I it might be just a little bit closer than people are expecting to be honest Uh I think, I think I've kind of got the kind of precursor of Chelsea under Lampard in the back of my mind. Is it's not entirely gone, and you did see a kind of couple of chances conceded against the likes of Burnley and Wolves. And you'd argue that Wolves had the better of the two chances, but the point is that they've now had a kind of lengthier amount of time to train under Tuchel. They've had a full week now to get to grips with the new formation, new system. So, coupled with the kind of uh Desire to impress a new manager. I'll I'll go i go two one win for Chelsea, and I and I think it's kind of the boys we've mentioned Hudson Odoi, Timo Werner, and Mason Mount to all play some sort of role into that into a two one victory to Tuchel's tricky Blues. That's what we're we're going with. Uh. But I I still don't know if I'd like actively seek to bring anyone in. If you've got a Chelsea player in, fantastic. But if not, I don't know if I'd bother to be honest, just because... Yeah,
2: no, I'm, I'm wiffy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way in this game for this game week. I wouldn't go out of my way to bring a Chelsea player in. But if you've got a Chelsea player in, stick them in.
1: Stick them in. This is maybe the game that will show whether how if Chelsea have turned a corner because I think it's Sheffield United or West Brom I think Chelsea have got next. So I think after this game they'll probably be a good indication of how some of these players are doing and then from there, I would say, look to bring in the players. Whereas Tottenham, Kane or Hermanson, I think are the only two Maybe up. But...
0: Mm. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea. I've got Sheffield United away in Newcastle at home in the next two fixtures. So
1: yeah,
0: You get that to look forward to. Mm. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the second game of the three premium picks. We're going a wee bit further north. We're going to go to Leeds versus Everton Wednesday night half seven kickoff at Ellen Road. It was a three one win for Marco Marcelo Bielsa's side. Sorry away at Leicester over the weekend while Everton lost 2-0 at home to Newcastle in a, in a result that shocked a fair few people uh, Taylor, Leeds were proving a fair few doubters wrong against Leicester Patrick Bamford in particular doing exactly that, uh, a goal and two assists in that game what did you make of Leeds in general and uh, did that performance kind of spur you on to start considering any of their fantasy assets going forward?
2: Uh. I was watching the game and I was really disappointed with Leicester because I, I had got predicted they may win that one. I think 3-1, which was obviously it's, it was a reverse scoreline. It was it caught me by surprise because Leicester, I thought were going to be ascendancy, thought they were going to try to solidify that top four. However, when they didn't and Leeds came flying out of the block, I was surprised but happy because I was like, Leeds looked like they were getting back to what they were before uh, they hit that wee dip in form. And as much as I hate being wrong, I have to say it, Patrick Bamford looked okay, pretty good. <laughs> you're not you're, you
0: can't you can't even bring yourself to say look good. He, he
2: he put So he put in a, he put in a performance that was eye catching. <laughs> and uh, it was Tell swallow
0: your pride, lad, he was good.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have it was good. It was a it was good and he just he had ran that show and that Leicester back line which was a a surprise. Leeds, Harrison just looks quality, by the mm, way. Yeah, and he does. I think he's on loan from Man City, so if next season Leeds can... He's uh, forced loan from them or something.
0: I if was Leeds on loan at them s- last season, I think, as well, and they got him That's back incredible. for the Premier League.
2: If Leeds can secure him in a long-term, by the way, that would be great. So I'd be looking to bring in Harrison. If you do, I did have him in, but due to the weeks where all the blank game weeks, I took him and Aylin out and knew I can't kind of regret taking Harrison out. Cause he Harrison now, came like, in on my
0: wild card actually, and he has, I think since I brought him in, he's got I think two goals, two two or three goals in like four games. So he, he's in a bit of a purple patch just now.
2: Yeah, he, he does. He looks like he's gonna be some player for Leeds, and if he can get a good run of consistency, see will perform at that level, Leeds could probably end up losing out and having a, a bigger team. Or maybe Man City might even look at him putting him as a replacement for Sterling. But I would say your options would be. Uh, Bamford, ah, there it is. Harrison and uh, I think he got injured, but in um, fact, no, no, it was Rodrigo injured. Uh, Rafinha. Well, I think I think
0: Bamford took a knock. Like he's currently, I think, uh he's a doubt on fantasy itself. I think mean, he had the the yellow marker next to his name when I last checked.
2: I w- I wish he would just come out and just say he's fine. Just tell me you're fine. Like not just Bamford, but like, actually like No, like I think he would
0: because he he plays fantasy. he said in his post yeah. he's raging. He never captained himself.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I remember seeing I missed the post-match oh well yeah that just makes it even better the fact is he scored two goals in fact quality
0: a goal and two assists lad
2: Go goal and two sorry there we go you know clearly this is a game that I've completely forgot about because yeah, I actually seen Bamford score twice after watching it. I was like nah I'm not having how this how have you done that then how, how, <laughs> have you seen a,
0: how have you seen a man that scored one score twice did you just yes, rewind sir, it i
2: seen, I seen Bamford putting a, a score and putting a, a, two assists and a, a good performance I was like nah I'm not for having this so I end up Back in my mind, out my head, forget about it. You know, prediction wrong,
0: fantasy picks wrong for that game. <laughs> Doing the drain. <laughs> Do the drain. <laughs> uh, Strewin, Everton, on the other hand, uh, just looked a bit lost against Newcastle. Like, I don't think any of us really expected that to happen. Uh, one big name that they're going to have missing for this game is. Jordan Pickford uh, in case anyone for some reason had Jordan Pickford in that's that's what I was going to ask is it a bad thing or I mean like
1: no <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have exactly said it was the worst thing to, to be losing him I mean Everton's defence is quite shaky even though Ancelotti has done a fantastic job of making it better really but it was just, it was seldom from Everton against Newcastle. It's a really, really bad Newcastle team. But I was quite impressed with a few of the plays. The Cam Wilson header I thought was absolutely excellent from a mm. corner and it was just one of them where we've seen quite a few results like that this season where the team who are who are in really really poor form against the team who are in pretty decent good form just completely changing upset and that, yeah. obviously i think the fans do play a part in that but i really was not expecting that and a two-nil win it probably was flattering due to the fact that Everton sort of pushed everyone up at the end and then a really nice break from lasalle um was it no i think it was jamal lewis on the left actually sorry um playing it into cam wilson in the middle and then a nice finish to get the second so it's just a bit crazy i think i think everton once again are just sort of highlighting why they're not quite there, you know everyone's mm-hmm. saying could they be the ones to break in at the top four under Ancelotti but I think they are just sort of slowly but being exposed again I think Calvert-Lewin's goals have sort of dried up for fantasy which is a bit of a nightmare Yeah, and consequently it's
0: taken a big hit on the team as well Absolutely, I mean when you, when you have that kind of talismanic figure like Calvert-Lewin, it's, it's like the Kane situation at Tottenham when you do take out your main source of goals your team can just look a bit forlorn, a bit lost at points and although you have get players like Richarlison who do offer attacking contribution, players like James, who is fantastic with the ball and can make stuff happen. When you take over your main when you take away, sorry, uh, your main goal scorer, it's a problem. Like you're not you're not gonna get out of that situation very easily and it just depends on how you react to it. And currently Everton are not reacting to it well. Like they're not playing like they are looking for goals elsewhere. They're just kind of playing a bit bluntly. They're playing as if oh Calvert Loon's up top, like he'll get a goal. But they keep forget they keep seem to keep forgetting that his goals aren't coming as readily as they used to be. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't I mean it's a, it's an issue. We mentioned it in the last episode. Uh strikers are just a bit guff in fantasy this season.
2: Oh hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: So I don't even know I could I couldn't even recommend anyone to switch out for Calvert Lewin, to be honest. Uh maybe Callum right, Wilson. But... Callum Wilson might be your best shot. Ollie Watkins, yeah. Bamford. Like the, these are the kind of seven million under players that are actually getting goals. Mikel Antonio is another one. My man Timo.
1: He's oh, a bit more
0: expensive, of course. <laughs> yeah, a bit more expensive. More expensive than Calvert-Loon in that situation. And then, even like your most premium strikers, right, Roberto know, no. Gabi Jesus, uh, whether he even no. plays or not. <laughs> uh, Werner, pathetic. <laughs> uh, Aguero's been injured or sidelined with a virus for most of the season. And then Kane What's, and Vardy are both right? injured. Marcel's about nine. I think. Oof. And that's essentially yeah. just wasting 9 million. That is too much. So it's an issue and Calvert-Loon was a solution to that problem for a lot of people early season. But now that its goals have dried up, people are getting a wee bit confused. So, I don't know. I'd just I'd just be looking much cheaper for strikers just now and potentially just be looking to move Calvert-Loon on, especially considering Everton are quite poor at the moment. Uh, you're you're saying that as
2: I've brought him in? For Cal Wilson, have you? Yeah, you're joking. No, I'm not kidding. I Why have Calum you done leg. that? <laughs> because I, Newcastle were guff, and I was like, ah, "I need strikers are guff in general." As like Calvin. What? what?
0: You brought in for this week or last week? Last week. Oh well, don't don't come crying to me. That was your own fault. T- I, I'm saying for this week, lad. Like <laughs> Oh
2: no, oh you, no, I was doing turn Your uh, if you're not bringing him in this week I would I'd would still go for it. Would you? Ah <laughs> would go, looking at the other strikers that you could like you put Newcastle who are uh I hope the palace. palace, which is just gonna be a no, no or a very low scoring game. Uh, Aye, but who's
0: gonna get the goal if that if there is a goal in that game?
2: After this, it's gonna be a goal is gonna be one goal and I guarantee it's gonna be like John Joe Shelvy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be somebody that you don't expect. Uh, you've got Wolves. <laughs> who's their striker nobody knows it could be Fabio Silva it could be no striker William or Jose like, just come in
0: from Sociedad
2: I thought he would have played by a way last week didn't play what he well, just I signed he literally it just worth rocked up a Wolves player. Yeah, I expected generally? him to be in I expected him to bring him in a wee bit earlier because it's, it's a deal that I see do you mean
0: earlier to he was just after playing
2: <laughs> no I meant like I thought Wolves would have signed him earlier in the window and see like brought him in and, but I don't see him playing I generally don't, cause it's Wills and they're playing Arsenal. And Arsenal gonna win, so Wolves aren't scoring. Spurs strikers don't exist for them, you know. Vinicius ain't gonna do it. And what Vinicius? What? Do
0: what do you mean, killing Mbappe? Get <laughs> 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 Aston Villa.
2: Get <laughs> Aston Villa. Get Oli Watkins. Get him in. Leeds. Go for him. Do it, yes. Go for him. Stick him in. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm reloading the clip. I'm reloading the clip for later, so I can just say Taylor changes his tune from this to this. Oh, that's oh. so funny. That's so uh, pleasing. Uh,
2: Burnley, their, their strikers, Chris Wood and... Chris,
0: Wood's, Chris Wood went off injured against Chelsea, so I don't even know if he's going to be fit. Oh, I even Jay Rodriguez, nationally, Barnes it is. Yes. Yeah. Barnes is Nashua- a decent player. See, Barnes is decent. Burns, I don't think he's don't
2: awful. to score more than one goal every two games. Aye, it's
0: like, he's a decent player, but it's Burnley. And yeah, I think so, they're playing at home to City. So, I think
2: it's <laughs> at, at least
0: five. <laughs> Process it is five! Aye, but it's, it's always going to be five now, isn't it? City just... Have Burnley's number completely memorised. They off seem to heart. be the
1: only team in the league
2: who can dispatch Burnley with such ease
0: uh, and put hello? that
1: many
2: past them. Oh well, yeah. So, process elimination, calvert Loon is generally the only option I would say if you want that for Streaker.
0: What about Antonio?
2: No, I I take that as a given. I thought Antonio was cheap enough. Like Antonio was up, less than seven. So I think it's And Calvert-Loon, they're the ones I'd go for. No other ones would actually fit in that bill. I wouldn't even put Wilson in because Antonio Newcastle get a new manager, no striker. So they're the three you stick with we'll religiously until <laughs> the end of the season.
0: <laughs> it's a bold claim. It's it's a bold claim, but we like that. We like that on this show. Right. We'll make some like predictions about this game in particular, Struan. How do you see it ending up? i have gone for two all. I okay, think, I can see it.
1: I think with Leeds, you're always going to get a bit of a, a decent scoring game and I think Everton need to react to their horrible display against Newcastle, but probably leave the back doors open and definitely concede to Leeds.
0: Yeah, no. I've also brought just
1: Harrison into my fantasy team. That's my
0: chance. For oh, have you? That was your transfer this week? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I took a
1: point it, actually. Oh! <gasps> I did, yeah. I took oh,
0: good. I'm day. safe to take one then. I'm still ahead yeah. of you. Fantastic <laughs> news.
1: I brought in uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and I brought in Harrison because I had far too many injuries. And I've that, still got two. Trent, tr-
0: getting Trent in now, I was going to make this point again in lockdown 11, but getting Liverpool players, like, defenders in now before they start going up in price again <laughs> is clever <laughs> because they're just going to go up in price because Liverpool are hitting their best form again. They're good again.
1: Uh, so, yeah, two old uh, Key man in this match I've gone for Richarlison.
2: Nice. Taylor, yeah, I'm Strain, I'm gonna go for two each, and um, it's gonna be a game where you know Harrison Rodriguez will perform for all to see. You know he just plays the game so beautifully, and oh, he, he will get assists. So I'd stick him in your team if you're gonna go for that. But Kevillin, I can see him getting a score sheet, but as well as Harrison, Raffinia, as I said before, but Bamford, I'm still struggling to actually see the fact that I can believe him to score, like. But yeah, I dare it'll be it a tweet high-scoring game. So announce no, no,
0: announce <laughs> no. Aye, classic, classic. uh ramble prediction from all of us. Just put predict an absolutely classic game, and then nothing happens. Uh, I'm going two-one leads. Uh, I think I think Leeds have probably got the best chance just now of beating Everton. than like, they kind of could have. They're kind of looking better. They looked a much more can like just clear team to actually have played the game, they looked just very, very together as a unit, so they they impressed me. They really impressed me against Leicester. Uh and I think kinda of, they deserve to get a decent uh decent performance again against Everton and I think they will. And I've highlighted my mate Jack Harrison, he's my mate because he gets me fantasy points uh, as the main man in this one less than six million as a winger who kinda of, contributes either assists or goals at this point. So Safe bet either way, to be honest. Uh Rafinha's another shout. If Bamford's fit, absolutely go for him, but if not, then Harrison or Rafinha are your options. Uh, right, next and final uh game in the premium picks section. We've got a very a game that screams just even on paper to me. And I don't know if it is just me, but West Ham or Villa West Ham Wednesday night, quarter past eight kickoff at Villa Park. It was a win for Villa last time out, a 1-0 win away on the south coast at Southampton, while West Ham lost fairly convincingly at home to Liverpool. But boys, th- this is a very, very even game to me on paper. Like You start looking at the two teams put together. Uh, Fabianski versus Martinez, Matikas versus Kufal, McGinn-Suchik, Grealish-Bowen, Watkins-Antonio. There are a lot of similar moving parts in this team. Am I the only one that's thinking like this or am I just completely overlooking a specific fact? Well, I'm going well, to pass the do they're level points. The are level on points? That just, in, just
2: in, shows it. <laughs> but I generally am going to say it, this is the box office game of the weekend. This game. I, I don't care, Spurs-Chelsea, we already know who's going to win that. This one is the one that you want your eyes on. I'm this interested. One.
0: I'm really I'm, I'm intrigued by this game.
2: It's just going to be one where it's like Grealish versus... Suchek, even though they're not the same player Taylor, so I'm I'm comparing two different. Players. Bowen maybe Taylor, the one that yeah, I literally Bowen. just said. Yeah, <laughs> the one you said I'm just I tried to go for different for what you said there, but yeah, but it's just it's one that's just gonna be amazing and it's gonna be absolutely great and West Ham i'm going to win. Sorry,
0: West Ham are going to win. Is that, is that your bias coming into it, or is that you? D- no, that is
2: all bias. Two one sweet West Ham. Wow, and it's gonna be great. Wow. it's it's got. it's, no, it's just gonna be. A, it's gonna be so tightly contested. It's gonna be one of these games, where it's gonna be end to end. I do believe this. Like, it's gonna be end to end. It's gonna be one of ones where both keepers, both defenses, will be really having to be up for it, and it's just gonna be a great box office game.
0: <sighs> you've sold me. You've so, you sold me on it, mate. To be honest, Stuart, how about you? Are, are you are you looking forward to this one as much as Taylor and I are?
1: I'm looking forward to it. It'll probably be the game I'll watch that night ahead of uh, Liverpool-Brighton, in all honesty. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's two very similar teams. Do you know what? I'd I'd like to watch this game purely because I hope Jesse Lingard makes his debut for West Ham.
0: I completely forgot Jesse Lingard. Yeah, That would would be something
1: that would definitely be um, interested in this game. And hopefully I'll finally witness a game of Declan Rice where where I say, yes, that's a £70 million player right there because... you need to to stop
0: you're worse than Frank Lampard for talking up Declan Rice man honestly I've never heard someone talk about Declan Rice leaving West Ham more than Struan Struan's not got an interest in either of the clubs that would be involved but he's constantly talking about Rice going to Chelsea (laughs) honestly like I've never heard someone (laughs) talk about it more it might
1: not happen Lampard's gone but
0: he keeps going. Uh, any just, time we Hav, anytime we talk about West Ham, any time we talk about West Ham and Chelsea, it's like, oh, does that mean Declan Rice is on loan? No, it doesn't. mean
2: that <laughs> well,
1: like, he's not on loan anymore. Um, I fully do expect that deal to happen at some point, but no, I am looking forward to this game. I think it does have major significance in the top and the and ti- uh, not the, not the title race amongst the table because I could see either of these two. Getting European places in all honesty, maybe not top four, but I think they've definitely both got a shout of being in Europe next season. I think with the transfer window, Aston Villa have had, I think West Ham have had quite a good transfer window as well, in all honesty, and the Q January, speaking of Jesse Lingard in January, is a very good addition, so. Mm. Are you trying yeah, to And, and,
0: and uh, Ben Rama on, on a permanent deal yeah, as well. A,
1: yeah, I think he was a really good signing in the summer, actually, from Brentford, so.
0: Yeah, I that it was really such an odd game. signing. I don't want to detract from the point you're making, but he, that was such an He was linked with
1: Chelsea and Tottenham, wasn't he?
0: And then signed for West Ham on loan from Brentford, which yeah. you don't really see a player like get brought up from the Championship on loan to go straight into... Straight into the first team of a Premier League club. Like it's it's an I'll, interesting I'll
1: say this, no, I th- occurrence. I think he would walk into Tottenham's starting line. Oh hundred yeah. percent oh, yeah, well,
0: him and starting him and on either side of Kane, ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, easily. I would I would I'd play him over Gareth Bale. I mean maybe that's gonna be the most ridiculous comment. Uh probably isn't the one I've made to be fair. I'm mean, very, very 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 poor. So have you like just said have you show, just said have
0: you just said Ben Rama's a better player than Gareth Bale?
1: At the moment I would start Ben Rama any day over Gareth Bale. And
0: there's my clickbait, on,
1: thank you. On current form, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm not being funny though, but on current form, you'd have to pick Ben Rama over Gareth Bale.
0: Yeah. That's On current form, um, I'd pick Lin yeah, think... over Gareth
1: Bale. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe not that far, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think picks up some form, maybe. But yeah, I think these two have really exciting teams outside of your traditional top six clubs I think they've always got, they've got exciting players, you've got Thomas Suchek,
0: who... I As think king, everybody is just potato falling salad in prince. love with him. Oh, salad. He
1: genuinely scores every game, but we just don't realise it. Uh, he, he scores every game, but he only ends
0: day. up with five goals a season. Like, it's weird. It's, it's, I swear, it's I swear, really I swear he cares. I swear he's every game he scores a header.
1: He's got to be one of the most scary people from a set piece I think there is going, because even if he doesn't win the first ball, he always
2: seems to be at the back post for the second one. Yeah. I just love how you it's... get compared to Fellaini so much. much. Have you
1: seen yeah, the Yeah, tra- that mentions <laughs> it hasn't been compared <laughs> to
0: Fellaini <laughs> <laughs> yet. <Cool. laughs>
1: There's also the David Moyes I think Moyes does deserve a lot of credit but um, yeah, um, uh, this probably is going to be one of the most exciting games of the weekend to be perfectly honest because like we said Chelsea Tottenham probably should be but I think we both oh, well, we'd all agree that Chelsea probably dominate the ball It might not be but it a bit cagey. I think this will be quite an open game with both of these teams going for it so yeah, I'm really looking
0: forward to this one. One thing I will say about this game, I think uh, Aston Villa have individual quality that's better in their squad. I think they've got more players that just have a bit of star quality to them. The likes of Grealish, the likes of John McGinn, um, I'll happily include in there. But West Ham have just been working much better cohesively as a unit. I think they just mm. have each other's backs completely. You've just seen Cresswell, Koufal. Angelo Bono of all people, just like really build on each other's successes and just push past points where you didn't think they would get to this season. So I'm really just interested to see how, how it kind of plays out. And I, that's kind of why I've been a bit boring. I've gone for a one-all draw. A one-all draw with Jack Grealish and Mikhail Antonio to be the key, key men in the game.
1: I've also gone one-all. I've gone for
2: Jesse Lingard as the key man, though. See, do I don't want think, to Jesse Langer won't start a future off the bench, I would say, for this, but uh, it's going to be a West Ham win. I just, West Ham will bounce back. There's no shame in losing to Liverpool, to be fair. No matter if they've got centre-backs or no centre-backs, clearly quality over the pitch, and uh, it's just going to be a game where West Ham push on their quest to finish top four. But even if they don't, by the way, top six, Europe, they've still got to take that. David Moyes is
0: changed West Ham for the better. Fantastic. Right. That wraps up our Premium Picks segment. We're now going to come on to our wildcard options. This is where we talk about three lesser games that didn't really hold as much relevance as the Premium Picks did, but we thought they were worth, worth a mention regardless. Now, it's another relegation six-pointer, lads, and I, I feel like I want to mention it just because of the size of the game rather than its impact on fantasy. It's, uh, it's Sheffield United versus West Brom, and Chris Wilder's going to get another win. I've said it there.
2: Oh, well, my prediction is I think I'm with you hearing that. Chris Wilder will get a win or, at very least, a draw. I don't see them coming out this well us. I've said nil-nil because <laughs> Strun, I believe this game Actually, do you want me to go in the group chat a second? Because <laughs> Struan
0: said his initial uh, predictions for the game week <laughs> and uh, for, uh, for Twitter and he had the key man in this game to be Nigel Farage. That's how Brexit he thinks this game is. <laughs> This is potentially the Brexit game of the season. And, yeah. Big Billy I'm Sharp's going to score. That, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it could be. He's wo- even got Big Sam Allardyce as a manager
2: involved <laughs> in <that> it.
0: <laughs> as, uh, Wilder versus Allardyce. I, I think, do I want to watch this game? No, but will I? Maybe. Just because it's, it, there's a slight what's the other game on it. tonight at
1: the same time as it's the Arsenal? I think I'll be watching Arsenal Wolves. Nah, I don't like Wolves. Oh, well, I don't like, mind Wolves, uh, but there's more
0: on this than there is Arsenal Wolves. So I, I, I think I'll start
1: Arsenal Wolves, and then when we'll Arsenal probably take like a lead quite early on, I'll flip it over. I mean, you're I'll take you're one going, for the team. You're and,
2: going for no, no, aren't you?
1: Yeah. And do you know mind what? I just realised I've done, done the most ridiculous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why is Oliver Burke your key, man? Explain that one. <laughs> do
1: you know what? It's going to be that bad of a game. He's probably going to have a good amount of shots and target a few dribbles. Good pass, completion, something like
0: that. Apologies for the so, background uh, noise. Something yeah. just fell off my desk there. That's, See, that's that infrastructure
2: is bottle crashing.
0: Added emphasis. That was the production value. I just pressed a button on a mixing desk at the, at the house and it just all came crashing down. I'll I'll, I'll change
1: my um, man of the match for this one and I'll go for
0: Phil Jagielka. Oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> I like it. I do like it. Unbelievable against Manchester United, of course. It was um, good. very good. 2-1 win that uh, kept me and Struan in last man standing, put everyone else out. Yeah, I don't mind me. Yeah, I'll remind you, mate. I'll remind you when that £200 hits my bank account soon.
2: Oh, I can't wait till you get put... Wait, who are you picking for this week? Oh, I'm not like, giving
0: yeah. anything away. Struan's on. In my competition. <laughs> oh, damn fuck
2: Okay.
0: I was going to pick them too fair enough, uh, right moving on uh, Fulham versus Leicester I've picked here because Fulham are actually playing alright like, Adam O'Leary has been a very good player uh, and they got they actually scored two goals against West Brom uh, over the weekend, uh, Leicester this is a real opportunity for them to bounce back though considering the situation of the two clubs uh, they're still lacking Jamie Vardy of course but Harvey Barnes is still proving to be a fantastic player uh, how do we see it panning out lads? i um, will go for a two 0 Leicester, two 0 Leicester. Yeah, yep. I, I, th- I think Fulham are good,
1: and I like. I would have thought Fulham would stay up, but I just feel there's almost too big of a gap now for them to come back. Although, I'm, did Fulham win this the reverse fixture to one of this? I think they did with a penalty.
0: Ah, um, seem to remember
1: them winning this, and this was like their first win of the season against Leicester. I, I think before remember. that they were really poor, but they were looking good. I don't remember I that like far, far bad. last season. What the hell? Uh, but um, yeah Leicester really need to turn it around because they had a huge opportunity if, they, if they'd if they beaten Leeds they would have moved up to second in the table right up next to Man City so I think they they really fumbled there and it's obviously going to push the narrative once again of can they do it without Jamie Vardy so I think this is a massive game for them to turn the tides
0: really and turn their form around Also push the narrative of Rodgers being a ball yeah, job
1: Yeah I think, I think that narrative will de- definitely be played because I, I don't see a reason why Leicester couldn't compete for the title in all honesty the strength and depth isn't there
2: personally, but
0: yeah. Any, Taylor, what's your thoughts on this game then? Do I know what my thoughts on this game
2: I It was actually a game where I completely forgot about it, and the only reason I remembered about it before you said it is because I forgot to type out the word Leicester, and if anybody knows when you're typing predictions, I cannot spell Leicester for shit, so therefore <laughs> I was like that, it was done, my predictions were done with ease, I didn't stress over anything, and then as soon as you were coming to this, I went, oh no. I forgot to put this prediction in. So you
0: you miss out a prediction every week. I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> like you just end up sending me nine predictions out of ten and I'm like, Taylor, you need to send me another prediction.
2: Yeah, so I completely forgot about this game, but uh, it's a game where like I generally don't have much opinion on it. I don't have much thoughts. The only thing I can give you is that I'm back the point Jack Fulham are playing good football, and I'm actually enjoying it. Look, in, looks like some player. That much. That player that way ugh, A player that's playing that well. with I've been putting my fantasy for the occasional goal. However, I've benched him for this week. Uh, you know Madison, he's just. I, I feel like he could be the talisman for, uh, Leicester mm. where Wild well, rivardi has been out. But I wouldn't even put any players in for this game. It's, if you if you're going to Justin, but I've got a feeling everybody's got him in because he's just because he was the and, cheap
0: option at the start of the season, who's just played well and is now five million pounds.
2: Yeah, so this one I wouldn't go out your way to put anyone in this team. Just avoid this game for fantasy. Probably avoid this game to watch. And if that's <laughs> if this is a game that's played to tomorrow, tomorrow, it's on at oh my god, it's on at six versus Burnley. I, yeah, I've got a choice of Burnley man side, which is gonna be a five nil. Oh, we are thumping. Or, film lesser, which will be, just boring. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. We just avoid this game for
0: everything and enjoy your five 0 viewing. Fair enough. Uh, Last game of the wildcard options: Newcastle versus Palace. Now, this is like baby Brexit game of the week. Personally, like there are Brexit, Brexit. there are Brexit uh, (laughs) factors in this game. Obviously, any game involving Steve Bruce is going to have an element of Brexit to it. Uh, And Roy Hodgson, who's old, (laughs) just like everyone who voted for Brexit. (laughs) <laughs> what do, what do you reckon? Because I feel like this one could go either way. I I, I can't nail on a, an exact winner. I, I I'd back Newcastle based on kind of recent performances, especially Everton Callum Wilson looks to be back amongst the goals and back to his kind of usual self. But I don't know. What what do you reckon?
2: I'm with you. I think this game could go either way. By it's a game where it's like you can see two teams, you know, evenly balanced and you know team wise. You one's playing really shit, the other one's playing mega shit, which the battle of the <laughs> <Mega> shitness. Shit. <laughs> the other one's a battle of the shitness. Therefore, it's a game where I can only see that the winner will be the point. Literally, the point. The, the point is shared. That's the winner. <laughs> there, no team's won. In fact, you don't even get recognition for getting a point. It's just, oh, right, that game happened. That the game, game happened.
0: happened. That game existed.
2: Yeah, it's one for the record, but it's you look back and go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so one each. this game's got to finish no, it's the, key, the key player to look out for Wilson for that goal um, I think for Kisipal Zaha maybe for that goal um, maybe Eze g- Eze yeah for a wee bit of that flair uh, or you could go, far, could go as far you <laughs> go as far Darlo. as Darlow Darlow you pull off an absolute tremendous save to keep it nil-nil in the 89th minute we don't know but all I know for sure is a point's going to be shared
0: wow See, when you actually get talking sometimes, you can end up like saying good things. Yeah, but mate, should I put words in the
2: right order? That's the hardest I thought part. you did it well.
0: I thought you spoke well. That was good.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm upgrading. There we go, levelling up. <laughs> I'm
0: levelling up. <laughs> String on you go. What do you reckon? Uh, one-all. The Macintosh special for this one. It's... it's,
1: it's
0: I do you know... I we put we predict more one-alls than Macintosh no, these days. Probably.
1: I feel I think Crystal Palace one week are good and then the next week are just bad. You know, one week they'll they so break cool, their away goal record, <laughs> the next they'll be destroyed 7-0 by Liverpool. It just...
0: What the hell?
1: They're just all over the shop. They seem to be becoming quite um, reliant on Zaha and Easy. But they which, always were, though. That's no, that's yeah, no real surprise. Think, they were always reliant on Zaha. Zaha's, Zaha's just not on that the only one, one anymore. Yeah. Yeah, who have that real flair and creativity to actually make something happen, especially now they've sold Max Meyer and Townsend and IU haven't really been at it this season.
0: Which is a shame. I and he's
1: actually scoring. Yeah, fantasy hero last year. He was a little bit me. Uh, if Newcastle hadn't beaten Everton, I would have probably been convinced Palace would win this one.
0: If Newcastle hadn't well, beaten I, Everton, I would not have considered this game whatsoever. Yeah. I, but I don't know. I don't even know if Bruce way. would still
1: be in charge. In all honesty, I know that's quite a, that's wow. a sad thing to say. But I mean, you just you just never know. That's a huge result against Everton. So yeah, massive. They might have their tails up. They might be going. I've I've gone one all. I've, I've said Callum Wilson to be the man of the match. I can confirm though. I will not be watching this game. I don't think
0: two and L, Wilson double, and I get fantasy points at the end.
2: Uh, right, but I'm just going to say before we move on, it's nothing on this game, by the way. Um, if you look at the predictions, right? So predictions, one each for Sheffield, right? West United, Sheffield United, Sheffield United. So Sheffield
0: United. I'm sorry. Struan Graham, I sorted
2: them. <laughs> has predicted 0-0. No, this is where the fun starts. I <laughs> predicted two 0 Wolves. Two uh, Arsenal to beat Wolves. So Strun, my United draw. I've went for the one. Newcastle draw with one each. I predicted that as well. Strun's went five 0 I went four 0 One out. We both predicted the right score for Leicester. Both predicted a draw for Leeds. Struans went one each for West Ham but I went West Ham 1 we both predicted 2-0 Brighton and so essentially me and Struan are in the same way we predicted the same thing so um, yeah getting on our level Jack
0: well Bring I mean lines. I might I've, I've yet to look at your prediction I've not made mine yet
2: yeah just getting on our level because you know everything's going to be right now because there's no way that that's no there's
0: crazy. no way that it's going to be wrong because when have you and instru- when have the pair you ever been wrong about something
2: well, predicted United drop points. There you go, that harms.
0: It does happen, to be fair. I think, what, that was the third time in four games that United drop points in the league at the weekend? Uh, yeah, thanks. Funny.
2: The...
1: Yeah, but two, out of two of those games were
2: Liverpool and Arsenal. And who was the other one? Um, loud, and proud, win, believe, loud and proud. Loud and proud, thank
0: you. <laughs> loud and proud, Sheffield United.
1: Sheffield United! <laughs> <laughs> which VAR admitted got two decisions wrong, but
0: regardless, United wouldn't have won because they were absolutely terrible. Big shitters. Big shitters. Uh, right, let's move on and talk about our Locked in eleven. This is where we look at players from games we've discussed, games we've not, and put together the best list of players for you to succeed. In your mini-leagues this weekend, we always start with goalkeepers and defenders because they both get clean sheet points. So, who's keeping a clean sheet this weekend, and Garvey?
1: Anderson. Yes, Anderson is keeping a clean sheet. Correct. This man City will destroy Burnley, and in my defence, I have gone for Ruben Diaz, perhaps the best centre half in the league this season, and I've gone for Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold also in my defence because Liverpool are back. Oh
0: my God, how much money have you spent in your backline? Good God, man, oh,
1: quite a lot. a way. man. I've also got Reguilón, who's been injured. That's over
0: twenty guys. million on four players, and they all play in defence. or they all? They're yeah. all, all in your backline. That's mad. I'm all about those clean sheet points. It's oh, so clearly not working though,
1: based on my league position.
0: <laughs> you're below me you're shit <laughs> oh. yeah no this, this is this is what I, this is what I'm saying now because I because I had such an awful start to the season and because I got like just over 20 points on my first wildcard after two weeks uh, uh, any anyone that drops below me now is terrible at the game right
2: Don't don't rub it in
0: I'm gonna yeah, rub, rub, rub it, in because because I will be shameless about this until there comes a time that I'm not, and then if I'm not if I'm not allowed to be shameless, I will own up to it and say that I was shameless, but now I'm shit.
2: No, no I'm gonna say on the podcast if, if Sean McGill catches me, I'm done. By the way, I'm not play <laughs> the podcast for the rest of the season. I'm not gonna play fantasy for the rest of the season. I'm done. But it's not happening, even though he is only 14 points behind me. So is that all he is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you happened.
0: have one bad week and you're gone, bro.
2: Don't, don't, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it on the edge. <laughs>
0: right. Well, if you're living on the edge, you're going to make a really bold prediction for who's going to keep a clean sheet this weekend, then.
2: Uh, yeah, cuz I'm going to be living on the edge, my predictions for my clean sheets aren't going to go very well because I've got Darlin who in my little ramble on the fantasy ramble, by the way.
0: You know? Nice. That's this um, podcast. <laughs> I've seen just Darle in case you didn't know.
2: <laughs> uh, will keep a clean sheet. Uh, same as Strun. Diaz is in because one of the best backs in the league. Um, Justin... Because we've all had him from week one, and the shouty man himself, or Robertson.
0: The shouty man, that. The captain yeah, of my sh- country is not getting like known as the shouty man.
2: He <laughs> shouts at players when they go to shoot, so he's the shouty man.
0: Who was it that did that? It was uh, It was thought, against Mason Greenwood in the. De- oh, no, game. that one, I, that but there was someone against Nathaniel Chaloba for Watford. Well, well, uh, was it No Cork? It was, it was
2: not, not Harry yeah. Arter
0: told him to leave it. Ha- so I, I Harry was Harry Arter on there, the edge of, of the. Leave. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think that's, you can
1: get
0: punished for
2: that now, I'm sure. I think actually. that's what he
0: went mental, because I think you can actually get sanctioned for it.
2: Yeah, you can. Which is ridiculous. Sure he, he, I think he was, the referees didn't hear it. He said he didn't hear anything,
0: but funny. Eh, funny. Uh, I, I'll back Edison. Edison's in my goal, so I'll keep him in. Cancelo is in my back line. I hope to God he actually plays this week, because I was really annoyed that he didn't uh, play midweek against Sheffield United, because that was my captain, and Bruno got me... Th- six points of my vice because he's useless uh, hang, hang on <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding we'll go on but what happened with a man you stop getting penalties through you see there's, there's, a, there's a theory here Bruno Fernandes does have more open play goals than many forwards but that's just story for another day yeah but most forwards in the league are shit this year and this is what we've confirmed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I'm. I'm not going to get in the bite. Uh, yeah, Ederson, Edison. Coo, Ed, Edison uh, any sort of defender, really. You're probably back in Cancelo, Stones, uh, Diaz again. Uh, I I would chuck maybe Kufal in, get an assist, throw a cross into the beautiful head of Mikhail Antonio, who's going to score against uh, West Ham in a one-all draw. Um, Antonio's going to score against West Ham. Yeah, I did say that uh, against Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> I never do them as well. Oh, that's annoying.
2: <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh,
0: against Justin Villa. There we go. And uh, Justin as well, bringing him in. I can see uh, Lessa keeping a clean sheet and Andy Robbo before he goes back up in price, because I do not see Liverpool doing too badly against Brighton, especially now that they've got centre-backs. Uh, into the midfield we go. Who are we backing to pick up some points from the middle of the park this weekend? Taylor Murray.
2: So, I've got Mount because I believe that took a will well go for him, so I've took that in, a uh, consideration that he is the driving force in now Chelsea's midfield, Fernandez. How many, many times have
0: you said been... that in this podcast?
2: I've actually heard that's doing the third by way. Right? That's <laughs> <I laughs> the third the th-
0: th- th- <laughs> fourth time, driving force of Chelsea's midfield!
2: <laughs> and watch him just get dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, by, uh, by no, the manager uh, or by something uh, in Spurs team? So, oh, well. Both. Both. That is a, <laughs> that is a derby. <laughs> bit of a scuffle on the bench. Well, the Battle, of the Battle of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium instead of the Battle of the Bridge now. Mason Mount just getting swung about by... Most of them barely comes back from China.
2: <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Battle of
0: the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
2: Pathetic. <laughs> uh, Bruno Fernandes, my captain. Jack Grealish, my vice-captain. And a guy called Mo. That was my transfer in.
0: One guy called Mo.
2: One guy called Mo. That's all. He, d- he doesn't need any introduction other than one guy called Mo you can probably fill in the
0: Ah, Modiyami. Okay. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of all, of course, Strain. what about yourself?
1: Uh, so I've got captain Raheem Sterling because Burnley City. I, I'm stuck with young son in my midfield. I, I, mm. I've already downed Tottenham quite a lot. i take
0: a point, out, mate, you've already lost
1: points anyway. I've already taken a point, so I can't. Exactly. Can't do more. Um, I brought Harrison in, mentioned him, he's been quite good. Smith Rowe, who I think will be really effective for the rest of the season for Arsenal, especially now that Joe Willock's been sold off. No, he's on loan, is he not? Yeah, yeah, sorry, to Newcastle. So, with him and Ozil gone, I think Smith Rowe will definitely get a lot more playing time in the league. and Thomas Suchek, the man
0: who scores every game, but only comes away with five goals this season. (laughs) Uh, I'll back Suchek again, but he's a my team anyway, so I would. Uh, Cam Hudson-Odoi will probably do something Grealish, get him in. Jack uh, what the hell Jack Grealish yes yes that's, that's what I am Harvey Barnes that's what I was going to say uh, and Strange made the point about uh, creating a midfielder at Arsenal I think Martin Odegaard could start this week I uh, hope a Wolves kind of seems like a good opportunity to get him introduced to life in English football Marcus Rashford could probably get a goal uh, United playing Southampton I can see that happening uh, the saint of the country the country's saint footballer uh, scoring against the saints there's a pun in there somewhere. Yeah, pl- plenty of opportunity for points from midfield this weekend. Finally, strikers, we've kind of covered this in depth, haven't we? <laughs> in Earlier in the podcast, yeah, like uh, calvert loon Bamford, Antonio and Wilson. Who, who did you say? Watkins. Watkins, thank you. Yeah, the Watkins is the other one. And also Timo Werner?
1: Hmm. I've got Werner
0: I know you've got Werner you've not got rid of him yet no I'm keeping
1: him I've also got Lacazette on the bench but he's got a 75% chance of playing following
2: the knock he took if he does play though I think he'll be quite effective against Wolves lovely I can't believe I've not caught a guy who's constantly had team on his team that's full time <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is really hitting home how shit I am in this. is <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get a. and long
0: mate continue <laughs> Right, that is going to bring this episode of the Fancy Ramble to an end. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Ramble wherever you get your podcasts to make sure new episodes show up automatically on your feed. And follow us over on Twitter at Fantasy Ramble to see all of our host predictions for this game week's fixtures. Thank you to Strun and Taylor for joining me today. Make sure to check out uh, Football Roundup on Monday, extra time later in the week. We are back on Friday for the weekend's fixtures, and there's a week quiz coming out this week, so make sure to look out for that. Uh, until we see you next time, my name's Jack Donnelly. This has been the Fancy Ramble by Energy Sport. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.